You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. So once upon a time, there was a man of modest means, let's say. wasn't particularly wealthy, but he dreamed of having great riches. He dreamed of what it would look like, what it would be like to be extraordinarily wealthy, to be Donald Trump standing on that debate stage. He wondered what that would be like. So that's all I'm going to say about that. The best that money can buy. So, um, but this man was a man of simple and pure faith. And so every day he prayed and prayed and prayed to God. He prayed and prayed and prayed to God, please God, please, today let me win the lottery. And each day passed. And each day he didn't win the lottery. And so each day he prayed harder, more fervently, more fervently, please God, please let me win the lottery. I'm so desperate. I, I, would, I dream of being wealthy. Uh, I, 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 I only have like a crust of bread to my name. Please God, let me win the lottery. Day after day after day, the prayers went on. And day after day after day, he didn't win the lottery. Well, finally, after a lifetime of this, of disappointment and frustration, God isn't answering my prayers. The time comes that the man passes away in the same poverty in which he lived the rest of his life. And he, because he was a good man, a man of pure faith and simple faith, didn't hurt anybody, lived uh, as best as he could, he ascended to heaven. And when he ascended to heaven, he had the opportunity to meet God face to face. And they had a Nice little introductory conference, a little chit-chat, getting to know one another. But then the guy sort of you know, mustered up the chutzpah, and he says, God, listen, you know, we're going to be here for a long time, right? So I just need to ask you. I just need to ask you. I was, a, I was a good guy. I deserved it. I needed it. And I prayed to you with devotion and intensity every single day to win the lottery. Why didn't you let me, even just once, win the lottery? And God said, Dumkoff, why didn't you buy a ticket? (laughs) So, that story, of course, um, underscores a reality that we all know, and even the most pious among us knows, um, that uh, that prayer alone uh, is is, is not a guarantee of return. Uh, And in fact, there may be no relationship between prayer and the return on investment from prayer. Um, we often think about prayer that way, and we're taught to think about prayer that way, that we approach and stand before um, a God who we are also, in other contexts, told is all-knowing and impassable, which is an interesting uh, paradox, because how do you um, ask a God that already knows what you're going to ask for, for the thing that you are going to ask for, and a God who's impassable, meaning a God who um, already knows what the answer is going to be to the question before you ask. How do we, when we, so we're told these paradoxical things about God and about prayer, uh, and Uh, And then many of us are surprised and disappointed and dismayed that when we pray with the intentionality of approaching God as some sort of cosmic uh, genie in the lamp, 
that if we rub the right way, we'll get the uh, uh, our wish answered uh, in the way we wanted. And we're surprised and shocked and dismayed that the that we that we get no response or that we don't get uh, the uh, the outcome of the prayer that we're looking for. And of course, most of us know. And again, even the most pious among us know, even the people who are most committed and believe most intensely in the reality of prayer, know that prayer alone um, is not uh, is not sufficient to accomplish what we want to accomplish in our lives. Everybody, save a few people uh, somewhere in the Bible Belt, uh, know that uh, that that even the best prayers and even the most passionate prayers need to be coupled with action. We need to actually buy the lottery ticket. God isn't just going to put it in our hands and enable us to win. We can't win the lottery unless we buy a ticket. So why do I share this with you? Because I wonder, not whether that individual, what would happen if that individual knew that he needed to buy a ticket in order to win the lottery. Because I suspect that most of us, because you anticipated the outcome of the story before I, uh, before I concluded it, most of us know internally that you need to buy a ticket, otherwise you're not going to win the lottery no matter how much you pray. So I wonder what we can think about in relationship to prayer when we know that prayer alone is not sufficient to get what we want. What's the purpose then of prayer? What are we doing when we pray? So Abraham Joshua Heschel, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, said something extraordinary about prayer. It's a pithy statement, it's easy to remember, and so I think you can remember it. He said, prayer alone may not save us, but prayer makes us worth saving. Prayer alone may not save us, but prayer makes us worth saving. So now think back to the man who prayed each and every day for the lottery. And imagine that he prayed in the Jewish context, which means that he prayed out of the Siddur. He read the words that we've been reading tonight, we've been reciting tonight, singing tonight, and that we're going to read in the future, uh, in the in the coming moments of our service tonight. Imagine that he, every day, day in and day out, multiple times a day, prayed the words, Avat Olam, Beit Yisrael, Amcha Ahavta, that God loved us, loves us with an everlasting and enduring love. Imagine that he read the words of the of Birkat Ge'ulah, which uh, say, Baruch Atah Adonai Ga'al Yisrael, praise are you, Lord, Redeemer of Israel. Imagine that he read the words, Emet Ve'emunah, truth and faithfulness as core values. Imagine that he read the words of the Amidah, the standing private prayer, that recall God as God of our ancestors, place us in the context of our history and our destiny, enable us to see the possibility of raising up that which has fallen, and of praying for peace. Imagine he recited the Shema, which attests and affirms to the oneness that underlies all reality, the connection that each of us have together. And imagine that he prayed each and every day in the context of a minion, in the context of a community, and got to know each and every person with whom he was praying, sitting next to them, standing next to them, hearing their voices, feeling their energy, getting to know them by schmoozing after services. Imagine that he had put himself in the context of the rhythms and patterns and language of Jewish prayer. And if he had done that, I deeply believe what Abraham Joshua Heschel had said. 
Because if he had done that, he still may not have won the lottery. But if he had done that, he certainly would have been a person that absorbed and assimilated and at least at most moments in his life strove to live by the values encapsulated in those prayers and in those traditions, in the context of that community that he supported and was supporting. And if he had won the lottery, if he had actually bought the ticket and won the lottery, I have very little doubt that after days and months and years of being in that context, absorbed in the reality and the rhythms and the language and the values that are embedded in Jewish prayer, that he wouldn't have just used that money to buy the best weave uh, or the best cars or the biggest house. He would have put that money to the to use for the purposes that are hammered away in the context of our prayer services. Issues of justice and love and compassion and peace. He would have known and absorbed and assimilated the reality that those are core and critical values embedded within our tradition, embedded within our prayers. He would have lived them, he would absorb them. And so if he had won the lottery, I have very little doubt, at least in part, of what he would have used the money for. If you ever studied acting or follow movies, you probably have heard of the Stanislavski method. Right, which is um, a, a method of acting, it's called method acting, uh, that is uh, premised on becoming the script. Becoming the script. Right, so if you uh, have seen the ads for this new Jake Gyllenhaal movie, um, uh, this boxing movie, where he transforms his body in order to become uh, this, this character in this movie, this boxer, right, or Robert De Niro in Raging Bull, similar kind of thing, right, that's the Stanislavski method. You have to actually become the script. You have to actually become the character. And I think the purpose of Jewish prayer is very much in the same vein as the Stanislavski method. The purpose of Jewish prayer, the reason that we do it so many times, repeat the words so often, absorb and assimilate them so frequently, engage ourselves in the context of community so often, is because what we are designed to do is not only read the script, intone the script, sing the script, but become the script. Become somebody who embodies the love pronounced in Ahavat Olam. Become somebody who embodies the connection to past and future embodied in the Amida. Become somebody who understands and is connected to the reality of the oneness embedded in the Shema. Become a trustworthy person like Emet of truth. Become somebody who is faithful, devoted to his community or her community, her people and her faith. The essence of prayer is not to save us, but to be make us worthy, but to make us worthy of being saved. And so as we utter and intone the words of our prayer service tonight, I want to invite us to consider the ways in which we can become that script, in which we can become the righteousness that it calls for, the justice that it calls for, the peace that it comes for, in the hopes that even if our prayers are not directly answered in the classical Hebrew school way of talking about how our prayers are supposed to be answered, that we will live lives and embody values and build a world where we will never need those prayers to be directly answered in that way. Shabbat Shalom.